0: Hello? 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 Hello, Cliffy? Cliffy, it's Uncle
1: Cliff, Cliff. It's podcast time. And now, the Birthday Boy Podcast.
0: Are you Full stick of butter. Cliffy, it's Grandma Cliff, Cliff. Give me a call at your convenience, okay? Cliff, this is your Uncle Cliff, Cliff.
1: Here is the host of Birthday Boy Podcast,
2: the one and the only, Johnny Boy.
0: My little baby boy. Baby butter boy, Womack style. Cliffy. I love you. Toggling your balls. Toggling your balls.
3: Uh, toggling his balls toggling his balls it's
0: just below
3: your nipples. where well, are you headed m m all right
0: A toggle Welcome. your
3: balls yes thank you toggling grandma toggling your balls <laughs> shut up 50 shades of
2: gray <laughs> black, uh shut up you idiots one, yeah. you idiots
0: cliffy oh,
2: <sighs> oh, man
0: it's going to be outrageous outrageous
2: Hey, it's episode 33. Can you believe it? Who knew? Who knew? I mean, Slamcast, as we now know, lasted all of two episodes. The thing is, I, I forgot that until I, until I replayed Slamcast episode 1 and then Slam, Slamcast episode 2. The first Slamcast was like, whatever, June something 17th or something like that or 24th i don't know and then and then episode two was like three weeks later i did one whole episode of slamcast and then couldn't be bothered to do it again for like two or three weeks and then i said uh there wasn't much to talk about although no wrestling those fucking idiot no wonder why it didn't get past two episodes because 30 year old me was a stupid idiot but not 39-year-old me, no, sir. This guy's got it all figured out. Bel- believe you me. Oh, with those Womax. I think there's going to be a cliffy call today, but as of this very second, I don't have one. This may be something where there's a cliffy call, like right here at the microphone at the end of this podcast. I've, yeah, we'll see. <coughs> Uh, Womack style yes 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 alright so uh, how's the week going you know I tell you who uh, I hope it's going well week's going well for me I've had a decent week I'll tell you who hasn't had a decent week oh those Tennessee Titans see ya so long Titans thanks for coming And with that, so long, entirety of the AFC South, thank whomever. Thank Zeus. Thank Zeus. Thank the Lord. There will be no AFC South representation in the Super Bowl this year. As I am recording this, just moments ago, the Kansas City Chiefs have defeated the Tennessee Titans. Uh, With that in mind, let's just talk a little bit about... Oh, yeah. There aren't many of these left. So enjoy this. Savor it. The NFL, whatever this is that I do, that nobody, that 0% of anyone listening wants to hear, or asked for, or cares about. Uh, I don't remember what my picks were. I Well... Well, I couldn't pick the Saturday games because I did the podcast on Sunday. I would have been wrong about the Ravens-Titans. The Titans won that game. I would have been absolutely right about the 49ers beating the Vikings. I think I was right about the other two, wasn't I? So I would have been, th- I would have been uh, what, three for four. Because I, pissed- I picked the Chiefs to beat the Texans. That happened. What a game. What were they down by 30? They're down by 20-something? 21, 24, 28, whatever. They're down in the same game. The Kansas City Chiefs last Sunday were down by 20 points and up by 20 points, and they won by 20 points. 51 to 31 against those stupid Texans. So long, Texans. And then the Seahawks, uh, I think somebody called that. I think somebody named Johnny Boy called that. Did he not? Yes, yes, he did. And so, therefore, the Packers, Chiefs, Titans, and 49ers move on to this weekend. And, of course, because I was too lazy to do a podcast any sooner. I, what am I talking I wasn't lazy. I'm fucking busy. Like, hey, you know what? Sorry, I've been uh, busy for the last decade being the sole breadwinner uh, of a family of four and, like, working a regular, like, an actual job and, like, you know, spending time with my wife and kids. I don't think it was laziness. It's like, hey, maybe I had some shit going on so I didn't do a podcast in the last 2 days. Big deal. I'm here now, so just, just shut up. Uh, yeah, so the Chiefs and the Titans move on and as of about 20 minutes ago, the Chiefs lost <laughs> lost. The Chiefs beat the Titans and they're heading to the Super Bowl. So 50% of my Super Bowl prediction, you know, obviously my prediction was Packers-Patriots. I would have loved to have finally seen that in the Super Bowl. Ain't going to happen. So I said, okay, Chiefs-Packers. We'll have a rematch of the very first ever Super Bowl from a million years ago. 50 years since the Chiefs have been in the Super Bowl. And now they're going back. And good for them. And good for Patrick Mahomes. Bad for my fantasy football because I picked Andrew
1: Luck. I'm bad at picking football, but I'm good at stabbing.
2: You know, we might check in with OJ later. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, so the Chiefs are under the Super Bowl, and right now, as we speak, I have it on—I have it on the monitors here in the studio—the Packers at 49ers in the big, uh, the big NFC Championship game. Right now, uh, no, no points on the board for either team, uh, but I'm still going with the Packers. 49ers are really, really good. Uh, so sort are of the Packers. I think the Packers have been I, I really I really think the Packers have been the best in the NFC all season even though the 49ers have the better record and I mean the Seahawks were really good but obviously not good enough to beat the Packers last week we saw that. So there you go I think it's. I think we're going to see the Packers and Chiefs. I would love to see that in the Super Bowl. Love it You're, It's going to be good either way man If the 49ers win, 49ers-Chiefs that's going to be a great game. Packers-Chiefs Oh my god, that's going to be great too it's win win two weeks from today on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, is that it? Are those my picks? I can't even get to this. I can't even get to the second song because now there's, you know, these games are over. So there's my picks, right? Did I already. I just. I picked the Packers and I picked the Chiefs. The Chiefs win and, uh, and the Packers, you know, well, we'll see. There's. Tied at zero. Plenty. Plenty of football to be played. Uh. I do want to. I do want to just read this tweet, though. If anybody uh, is familiar with Mike Greenberg, you know, uh, like Mike and Mike, and now he's got his own sh- stupid show. Uh, here's a this. Oh, did he delete it? No, no, no. Two hours ago. Hey Greenie. Hey Greenie. Yes, yeah, Uh Mike Greenberg at 4:08 p.m. At what point are we allowed to start thinking the Chiefs are in trouble? That's how he sounds. That's exactly how he sounds. Good morning, back and better than ever. (laughs) He's got, like, he seems like a reasonably smart guy. He's a Northwestern guy, you know, he's no dope. But Jesus Christ, what a limited vocabulary. If you turn him, if there was a good game, that was as good as it gets. He's every fucking... Every week, there's a game that was as good as it gets, according to Mike Greenberg. But at 4.08 p.m., at what point are we allowed to start thinking the Chiefs are in trouble? I don't know. I guess we'll find out in two weeks when they play in the Super Bowl, you dumb bastard. And of course, I couldn't help myself. I had to respond to him. I said, have you, have you ever even watched football? Have you ever watched a single game of sports ever in your life, Ever? Like, what is this guy talking about? Oh, the Chiefs are really in trouble. They're. What were they down by three points? Ten points? Like, in the first quarter when you wrote that, you jackass? Did you watch last week's game when they were losing by like 20 something to the Texans? What are the Texans doing today? They're sitting. No, I'm watching football, you dummy. Greeny. Pot roast. Yes, yeah, Um, uh,
0: Good morning, back and better than ever, Mike and Mike. <laughs>
2: Those are my picks, Green Bay and Kansas City in the Super Bowl, my picks of the week. And now, back to the podcast. I can't hear myself
0: think with this rock and roll music. You kids with the rock and roll.
2: Good tune. I haven't heard these guys in a while, man. They were I'm sure they've been around for this this whole time, but like it's it's uh, and you will know us by the Trail of Dead. It's called Don't Look Down. I used to listen to these guys like 2004, 2005. They had a they had a pretty big release that came out then. And I haven't heard much from them since. I'm sure they have had albums since. I just don't... Uh, I don't know. I don't... I haven't listened to a lot of their songs since then. And uh, this one, I think is... I think this is pretty new. Anyway. Who gives a shit? It's a good tune. All right. Uh, hey, you know what? I, I, I think I want to talk about... um I don't know what I want to talk about. There's a few. There's not much I want to talk about today. We're talking about football. I'm gonna keep in the football thing. I mentioned OJ. Let's. Uh, we're gonna check in with OJ, uh, reluctantly, because you know I just said, um, a couple weeks ago that I think we were, that we were done with OJ, like for good. Uh, so naturally, we're gonna check in with OJ because this was from a couple weeks ago. This was from January 4th. He was on Twitter. I'm not going to watch every fucking video that this piece of shit posts. Oh, oh, touchdown 49ers. Oh, my. Very interesting. And the home crowd goes crazy. Uh, So OJ, speaking of football, OJ, of course, a former Buffalo Bill, uh, major football fan, you know, he started up his Twitter so he could talk to us about fantasy football because that's obviously what the... Uh, what the what the public wants to wants to discuss when it comes to OJ? I know that's the first thing that comes up when anybody mentions OJ Simpsons uh, As I want to talk about, uh, you know, his roles in those movies, and uh, you know, in television and commercials, and uh, you know, his his playing his college days at USC, his pro days in Buffalo, his fantasy football picks, his take on Patrick Mahomes and Andrew Luck retiring. Those are the things that. Those are the first things that come into mind when you think of O.J. Simpson, and that's the stuff you want to talk about. So, uh, so naturally, he's uh, yeah. That's what that's all he does on this Twitter. I, I'm not going to watch much of it, but I I did want to see uh, what he had to say about uh, about any of these playoffs. If he, I figured he must have some thoughts on the on the playoffs and that kind of thing. Uh, so naturally, this was the weekend uh, that the Bills got eliminated. From the playoffs, and uh, he had a few things to say. Let's uh, oh, let's take a look here. Let's take a listen. What you got, OJ? Hey, Twitter world, is uh,
1: yours truly
2: Sporting my. That's job sad,
3: OJ. I'm
1: a little bear <laughs> at myself, a disappointment. Hey, Twitter world, <laughs> sad OJ is sad. The Buffalo Bills lost the playoff game. No Super Bowl for them this year. I'm sorry, Bills Nation. I love sad OJ. Like, that's... Like,
2: he's really got something to cry
1: about. I'm probably the saddest man alive. Now I have to go back to my palatial estate in Las Vegas on the golf course. And I have to be sad until next football season when the Bills get another chance to go back to the Super Bowl. I'm going to be the saddest man on the planet. I don't know if anything has happened that's been this bad to anyone ever. I, should say,
2: I was at one of the better sports bars mm. Buffalo fans uh, here in Las Vegas, Moondoggies. Moon doggies. And- so now everybody knows where not to go to watch the Buffalo Bills in Las Vegas. Because uh, if I were a Bills fan and if I lived in Vegas or were vacationing in Vegas during the, such time that a Bills game is on TV, uh, I know to stay away from moon doggies. Uh, I know I'm going to watch, uh, I enjoyed watching the moon dog Matthew McConaughey in that movie I talked about last week, that stupid uh, the beach bum. Hey, 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 it's the moon dog. All right, all right, all right. He's so versatile. Yeah, man, Moondog. It's, uh, yeah, playing a guy, kind of this, like, this, uh, you know, dude, this poet who likes to smoke weed and get with women, hang out on the beach. Uh, Such a stretch for Matthew McConaughey. Anyways, I digress. Uh, so yeah, I would. Uh, so now, Moon Dogs, Moon Doggies, is uh, they've got to be really thrilled that OJ's telling people where he's going to watch fantasy football, because from now on, Moondoggies is going to be empty during Buffalo. That's a bu- you know every city, like any any major city, you can uh, you can find a bar for like pretty much any NFL team. You know, if you go, there's there's Every city has like, oh, I want to watch the steel. There's a Steelers bar. This is the Steelers. This is where Steelers fans go. You know, they might be in the middle of, you know, Miami, Boston, Philadelphia, whatever. But they have, you know, you can go, you can find a sports bar where you can watch your team and not just watch your team. Obviously, every sports bar is going to have all the games on during a Sunday, during an NFL Sunday, but to be able to watch your team with other, with, you know, entirely, like 99%, 100% of the people watching are going to have, you know, fucking idiotic jerseys on, like, you know, big giant babies wearing jerseys. <laughs> um, and, you know, you can watch your team and, and cheer with the rest of the fans, and, you know, you might be a uh, 1,000 miles, 2,000 miles away from, you know, you might be in San Diego, uh, you know, watching uh, – Watching a jet, watching a Redskins game or something with a bunch of Redskins fans. I don't know. Uh, So obviously, in Vegas, of course, uh, although they are they do not have a football team, but they are about to have a football team because the Raiders are done in Oakland and they will be in Las Vegas, which will be interesting. And somebody made a really good point that that's going to suck for visiting teams, like to have the night to be in a Saturday night in Vegas before playing a big game the next day. Yeah, I mean that. Just based on that alone, I think the Las Vegas Raiders are going to win like the next uh, twenty-seven Super Bowls. In any event, uh, yeah. So Moon Doggies is obviously, <clears throat> excuse me. That's where that's where the locals go to watch. You know, any Bills fans in Vegas go to Moon Doggies, or at least they did until <laughs> until about two weeks ago when OJ told told all the Twitter world that he goes to Moon Doggies. So. Yeah, if I'm if I'm Mr. Moondoggy, uh, I'm sending a cease and desist to OJ. Uh, yes, Mr. Simpson, uh, we're going to kindly ask, look, reluctantly we'll let you keep coming to the bar because you uh, you pay for your drinks and your food, you do spend a lot of money. On uh, the food and drinks that we offer, uh, so far you haven't murdered any of us with a knife, which is a nice plus. We've made it through an entire NFL season uh, without any of us, uh, any of the staff, waiters, bartenders, managers, uh, being busboys. Uh, none of us have been murdered by you, so that's that's nice. So you can keep coming back. Uh, just please don't advertise to the rest of the world that you are coming to Moon Doggies, uh, because we'd also like to have other people come to Moon Doggies and pay us for food and drinks. Uh, Mr. Simpson, so please uh, don't mention our name ever again. Thank you. Two minutes ago, the Bills went backwards
1: and gave up the ball, and I had some friends that had to get to the airport, but we weren't in a hurry. We could have stayed a little longer, but it was so disappointing to see the Bills give up the ball that we got up and we left. By the
3: time we got to the airport, though, the Bills had got back in the game and was going into overtime. Uh-huh. So we found
1: ourselves watching overtime in the car on a cell phone, but
2: I he has the most... Exce- what a life.
1: How interesting. We were watching the game and then some people had to go to the airport. So we got in the car. I paid the check. I left an 18% tip. Now I like to tip before tax. Other people like to tip after tax. But I'm a before tax tipper. That's just the way I am, Twitter world. Yours truly is a before tax tip. I left 80% pre-tax. We got into the car... It was a Toyota 4Runner and uh, I sat in the back seat, uh, the back right seat behind the passenger and my friend Bob sat behind me in the rear bench and my friend Stevie sat next to me, uh, next to the other window and we all had, I have a Samsung phone, he, uh, my friend Stevie has an iPhone 8 and uh, my friend Bob or Bill or whoever I just said his name was, has a Google one of them Google Pixel phones with the nighttime vision. I wouldn't want anyone in Brentwood in 1994 to have had one of those night vision Google Pixel phones, I can tell you that much. I mean, I would have wanted that because then they could have cut they could have caught the real killer. And that would have helped find out who this guy is. Because it ain't me. And frankly, I've checked every Bill's sports bar in town. I've looked in every square inch of Moondoggies for the real killer. And I ain't found him yet. I've looked in every golf course in Los Angeles. From Los Angeles to Las Vegas. And haven't found a real killer yet. But if only we had one of those Google Night Vision Pixel phones. We could have found him back in 1994. Oh my God. So then we went to the airport. And we stopped off at Wendy's. But Wendy's was closed because they closed (laughs) early on Sunday nights. So we tried to head over to Checkers. And I don't particularly like the burgers at Checkers, but Checkers was open. And there's never a line at Checkers because Checkers is also terrible. So
2: I got french fries at Checkers, and then we watched some more of the Bills. Like, who fucking cares, OJ? What what are you trying to say? I mean, it's a minute and 38 second video, and so far we're 40 seconds in, 47 seconds in, and all I know is he's gone to Moondoggies, and now Moondoggies is going to go out of business because he just announced that he goes to Moondoggies to watch the Buffalo Bills, and then he had to take some friends to the airport. And then they watched the game, but then they didn't watch the game. Oh, then 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 the Bills were losing, but then they were winning. It's fascinating. It's spellbinding. What else do you have to say, OJ? Tell us, please. Come on. NBC a few years back when they were playing Houston <sighs> in the
3: playoffs, and they were down by, I don't know, 30 points at halftime, mm-hmm.
2: and they came back and won the game, so I know better. You don't leave until the fat lady sings. So Yeah, but you I did leave. apologize for having left that game, a game
1: that the Bills came back. And- I want to apologize to every American out there. For my heinous actions. I hope you can forgive me for what I have done. I hope I can forgive myself. I hope my family can forgive me. And I hope the families of the victims can forgive me too. And by victims, I mean the players of the Buffalo Bills. Whose families expected me to sit at Moondoggies. And watch the rest of the game on the TV at Moondoggies. Before taking my friends to the airport. And I didn't. And that is a horrific, heinous, horrendous crime that I committed at Moon And I just hope everyone can forgive old OJ for leaving the scene of the crime early. And by crime, I mean the bills being robbed of their chance to go to the Super Bowl. Perhaps the worst crime in American history. And I'm just sorry I was a part of it and went to the airport early and didn't stay until the fat lady sang won the game anyway well as always next year we got a great young mm-hmm. buffalo team so mm-hmm. i got something to look forward to and i also have uh, my 49ers to look forward to what um next week so
2: can't yeah, have two teams <laughs> but i apologize for leaving that place early oh apology that- i wonder if the goldmans ever got out of that. i bet they would like an apology too but you know that's okay It's not quite apologizing for butchering two human beings. Uh, So I guess we'll have to take it. OJ doesn't really apologize for much, but he did apologize for leaving Moondoggies early and not sticking around to watch the Bills, who still lost anyways, didn't stick around to watch them lose. I'm
1: sorry to to the family and friends and players and teammates on the Bills. I'm sorry to my family and friends and all of the Bills Nation. For leaving Moondog is early. I hope you can forgive me. I hope you can find it in your heart to forgive me. And it's... I guess we've got that to look forward to next season. At least I've got that to look forward to. Like, who...
2: Aww. Oh, oh, it's the only thing poor OJ only has the Buffalo Bills to look forward to next season. Of course, he's got like nine months of playing golf and smoking cigars and doing absolutely nothing. Until then. Poor guy. I got nothing else to look forward to. Yeah. Just like uh just like Ron and Nicole, right? You fuck. You, you still fought back. There's always Just like
1: Ron and Nicole.
0: Hope springs eternal.
2: God bless. Take care. Oh my god. Uh, eh, there it is. OJ. For the first time since I wanna say Halloween. So I think it's been about 3 months since I've even, you know, done an OJ or do, checked in with OJ or anything like that, but I thought I thought for the sake of Moon Doggies, we owed it to we owed it to if nothing else, we owed it to the Bill's Mafia, Bill's Nation, Moon Doggies to check in and on the juice and see his uh <laughs> sad OJ. That <laughs> oh, we'd check in with sad OJ. Oh my god. And he's right. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing more heinous than than you know calling yourself a fan of a team and not staying until there's zeros on the clock, no matter what the score is. If you're a true fan, you do stay to watch the end of the game, uh, no matter what the score is. And uh, OJ, you know, there's there's no there's no greater crime to commit I don't think uh, than than not sticking around to to see the end of the, the game especially a playoff game OJ I mean uh, that's that's unforgivable that's maybe the most unforgivable thing you've ever uh, done at least um, at least since like you know at least in the last like 26 years uh, prior to that well I'd have to go back in the archives I can't I can't quite remember. Uh, it's the worst thing I've ever done, and I've done some bad things, like
1: stealing sports memorabilia, or sitting in the back of a car in a low-speed chase on the freeway for no particular reason at all. Those are probably the worst things I've ever done. I can't remember much else that I've done that's that bad, though, so I guess that's good.
2: Yeah, thanks, OJ. I mean, how can, like, I'm I'm thrilled... I'm thrilled to root. I, I'm thrilled to root against the Bills just based on OJ alone, just knowing that OJ is miserable. It's it's given me more reason to want like Patrick Mahomes, young up and comer, to go and like win big because stupid OJ, fake OJ voiced by me predicted that he would draft Patrick Mahomes in, Mahomes in fantasy football, and for some idiotic reason he didn't, and then it what did he, it took like Saquon. Bar- Saquon Barkley. And then uh, when it was quarterback time, uh, obviously Mahomes was gone, so he took Andrew Luck. Huh, dummy. So, great. I'm so glad, and I'm so happy for Patrick Mahomes that OJ didn't draft him because that's all you would hear on this Twitter. I drafted Patrick Mahomes, and now he's a champion. Thanks to me. Uh, yeah, that's. I'm sure Patrick Mahomes, much like Moondoggies, really wants your endorsement too, you sack of shit. Oh, man. Okay, Uh, I've got more to come. Stick around. We're going to do some more stuff here on the old Birthday Boy podcast. Oh yeah, welcome back to the Birthday Boy Podcast. Birthday Boy
1: Podcast. (laughs) Birthday Boy Podcast.
2: (laughs) Oh shit. This song, man. One of my favorites. Ever since they played it on the Halloween episode of Knight Rider back in the 80s. Laura Branigan Gone Too Soon Speaking of Gone Too Soon Did you see a few weeks ago The uh, the Ice Bucket Challenge Guy Died And it's nice of me That I don't know His name But I can google Ice Bucket Challenge Guy Pete Freights Freighties Freights. Uh Yeah, he was like a Boston guy, or at least uh, he was pretty local. Somerville, I don't know where the fuck he's from. Yeah, that sucks. He died a couple weeks ago. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. And it was really sad. And yeah, I had uh, my my grandmother's brother. It's this fucking scratch golfer. He gave he gave golf lessons to Lou Holtz. Do you know who Lou Holtz is? You should. Everyone should. Notre Dame coach. Dan Patrick does my favorite Lou Holtz impression.
0: They put their pants on same way we do. (laughs) They put their pants on one leg at a time same way we do.
2: Uh, Dan Patrick's is better though. I don't know. Makes me laugh every time. Evidently, Lou Holtz himself does not like Dan Patrick's imitation of him. I don't understand why.
0: <laughs> they put their pants on the same way, we do. Uh,
2: that's it. That's the only. That's the only line I know. I liked when Lou Holtz was on ESPN. They had like Dr. Lou and all that stuff. Dr. Lou taking your calls, caller. What do you have to say? And it's all it's bullshit calls. It's scripted. It's completely scripted, but. Ah, you know, like, those personalities are disappearing. You know? They don't let Dickie V do, uh, Duke games anymore, it seems. Every time I tune a put on a Duke game on ESPN, I expect to hear Dukeie V. Hey,
0: the Dookies. You're watching the Dukies, baby! The type of dandies!
2: <laughs> uh, I, I put those, like, old time. you know, Madden, Musburger, Holtz, Vital... There's so many of these guys are disappearing. And yet, Bill Walton seems to be doing more games than usual. It's not good. I don't like the world we live in anymore. I'm gonna tell you a story about when
1: I went to the Grateful Dead back in 1976. I know there's a basketball game taking place, but I'm gonna tell you about this story. It's interesting. I'm a hippie.
2: Oh, it's insufferable, dude. Anyway, uh, so back to that Ice Bucket Challenge guy dying. And yeah, like I said, yeah, the, my, my, my I never met him. He died long before I was born, but my grandmother's brother uh, died ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, as it's also been called. And uh, so, yeah, back in 2014, it got me thinking the, the, the whole Ice Bucket Challenge thing back in 2014. Um, and I really did not want to be part of it in any way, shape, or form. I, you know, it was one of those viral things. I don't need to. I don't think I need to recap the ice bucket challenge. It was five years ago. I think everybody remembers good and well what what that was all about.
1: It's the ice bucket challenge. You put your ice bucket over your head, same way we do. <laughs> One time I had a bucket of ice water thrown on me at a Grateful Dead concert. Shoots for three.
2: Ugh. Walton. There's no more John Madden in the broadcast booth, but God damn it, there's Bill Walton regularly. Talking about God knows what. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, the uh, Ice Bucket Challenge guy died. Obviously, he had ALS horrible disease and back in 2014 that was a big viral thing over the summer of 2014 like July August September I guess and uh, the whole thing was to raise awareness for ALS and donations like you had to nominate somebody to make a video of you know dumping a cup of ice water bucket of ice water whatever it was dumping it on their head and that was supposed to spread awareness I don't know provide you immunity to ALS I'm not really sure I think what they wanted to do is they thought a lot of people would like say no thanks to the challenge and then they would don't I think if you if you declined the challenge you were supposed to donate like a hundred bucks to, to the ALS and you know it was just one of those things that I you know I kept seeing them week after week day you know every day there would be like 10 new ice bucket videos on social media on your own personal feed like on Facebook. On Twitter, on Instagram, everywhere it was ice bucket, ice bucket. YouTube, it's all the celebrities were doing ice buckets. People getting, you know, creative with their ice bucket and all this stuff. And we're getting pretty close. And I've just seen like most of my friends have done these ice bucket challenges. And I'm thinking like, all right, I think I'm, I think I'm in the clear here because I have no less than zero interest in doing this. I'm not going to do it. It's not going to help anybody. And I'm not, you know, at the time I'm like, I don't have a hundred dollars to give to the ice bucket people. And so. And so naturally uh super fan Nate Duell and super fan R- Carrie Dumas did the ice bucket challenge and then graciously nominated me to do the ice bucket challenge, and I'm like, "Oh jeez, you know, so I thought i gotta do I should do something. I didn't have to do shit, but i you know i I, I thought uh, I'm gonna do something, but I'm gonna do something that's not you know it's not quite." <laughs> <laughs> not quite what people would want or ex- certainly expect from a, a, an Ice Bucket Challenge video. And so I wrote this script and just, uh, you know, I think I, I I made a lot of people laugh. I think I angered I angered people. I think the people that I angered were the people that I was hoping, not really thinking about them consciously, but once I saw some people just kind of like passively commenting on Ice Bucket Challenge videos, I thought, oh, yeah, they're, they're referring to me. Once I saw the video, they were disgusted and outraged, and that made, me, that made me happiest of all. As much as I loved hearing people say how funny they thought it was, hearing the people who were offended by it was just as rewarding, if not more so, um, which was like, you know, any one or two and didn't directly say it to me, so who knows? but, but I know. Uh, so anyways, I thought, and I don't know how this is going to sound, I, you know, it's a video. My Ice Bucket Challenge video, for those of you who have not seen it, uh, I have it on YouTube. You can't see it on YouTube um, for reasons that are, I don't know, maybe obvious, maybe not at all obvious. My Ice Bucket Challenge video, has I I made it, um, I don't know, restricted. So you can't, like, I can see the video. I can click on the link and see the video. I'm going to play the audio of it on the podcast. It's me in my bathrobe. Um, and I was wearing a pair of my wife's underwear underneath my bathrobe, and that was it. And at the time, we lived stones; st- we could walk through the backyard and be on the on one of the tea boxes. The fuck! What the fuck was that sound? The f- what the fuck sounds are happening here? Anyway, uh, so I thought, okay, I'm gonna play this character who is kind of a kind of a pre precursor almost to Cliffy Baseball, because it kind of talked a little bit like this. Oh, hi. Not quite the baseball sound, but like, oh, hi. Didn't see you there. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, so I'm, I'm this jackass, and I hit this, uh, this horrendous tee shot. You know, and said, hey, hold in one. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. I'm John. I'm Blah, 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 blah. So I've got this I've got this robe on. I go through this whole monologue, and then what happens is I disrobe. You'll hear the part where I disrobe, and it's just me uh, in my wife's underwear, standing on the tee box in the middle of the afternoon. I, I can't believe nobody came by. That that golf course is like fairly busy. It's a private it's a private club, uh, but yeah, nobody nobody came by on a golf cart. I don't know how. It was just pure luck, pure dumb luck. Um, anyway, so I got to go out there, and <laughs> we made this video, and I, uh, I, had, I had the ice that I was going to pour on myself, and it was actually uh, – it was c- – I went, on the way home from work, I stopped at, like, I don't know, Walmart or something, and got a big bag of cotton balls and put them in a bucket, and then so the, I poured the ice, you know, the, oh, I'm pouring this ice, oh, it's so cold, the ice is so cold, oh my gosh, and uh, and then my kids came over, uh, Cam at the time was, what, three years, old? no, she wasn't three, four, five, almost five, <clears throat> she was almost five years old, and The script called for her to come over and kick me in the nuts, and then they were going to dump the ice water on me, but she ended up, like, punching me in the stomach instead. The irony is, after we did—and then they dumped an actual bucket of ice water on me, and then you can hear me scream and run off into the distance. And then after this video, we cleaned up, finished up, went inside, and uh, I came in through the (laughs) garage— And there was Cam standing there, and then she actually kicked me in the nuts for real as I walked in the door. Like we had finished, like, hey, when it's this time, you come over and kick me in the nuts, pretend to kick me in the nuts, and I'm gonna fall down, and then you dump the bucket of ice water on me, okay? And then when it was time, she came over and she gave me like a, a, light, a light tap punch to the stomach, and then I had to oh, double over, and then they they poured the ice, both of my kids poured the, uh, the ice water on me. Cut the video. That's it. And then as I cleaned up, got my bathrobe back on, cleaned up all the cotton balls, this and that, got our stuff, packed it in, went inside. My kids were already inside. And then when I walked in the door, there was Cam. And then she actually kicked me in the nuts as I walked in the door, <laughs> which was probably the funniest part of the video. And it was never in the video at all. So I thought, I hope this comes out okay. Now that I've, now that I've set it up for you, you have an idea of what to picture in your head if you haven't seen it. Um, and if you haven't seen it, you're not going to see it, unless you. No, you're not going to see it. <laughs> Someday I will. I will unlock that video <laughs> and make it unrestricted. Uh, but there's been far, far too many, um, uh, far too many career moves over the few years that uh, I don't want new prospective employers seeing. Just I, I don't. I don't want like people. I, after I get to know them, hopefully the current job that I'm in is gonna last like you know another 50 years, and I never have to go interview for another job again. Uh, and then I will unlock my ice bucket challenge video so people can see me hideously standing there in uh, in the middle of the blazing heat of North Carolina in the middle of August 2014. Uh, but for now, the video is is locked down. But here's here's the audio, and hopefully it comes out for you. Uh, this is me on the golf course doing my Ice Bucket Challenge video from 2014. Let's cue it up here. Oh. The sounds of nature.
3: <laughs> I hit it. I didn't see you there. I'm John Hopkins. There we go. You might remember me from such beloved late 90s bestiality pornos such as Squirrelfucker 3. Son of Squirrel Fucker, and Squirrel Fucker Saves Christmas. Those were some weird times back then. But anyways, I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to raise awareness for ALS, which stands for Ah! Lou Gehrig! Stop! And to do so, I'm going to dump an entire bucket of ice-cold water on top of my head. But first, I just want to let everyone know that in an order to preserve resources and save water, I've filled my bucket with $100 of clean, pure bottled water, straight out of my grocer's refrigerator. It's called Social Responsibility, people. Look it up. Only kidding. This bucket is actually filled with my children's tears, collected after I told them that I'm not their real father. (laughs) Now, the headlines for my death will likely read, John Hopkins killed crushed by the weight of his own sexiness, colon, millions of women around the world mourning for the next ten years. But it's also true that ALS runs in my family's history, which is why I'm glad to dump this bucket of ice-cold water on top of my head, so that the icy crystals will infiltrate my body, thus making me immune to ALS forever. That may be factual or not. Don't look it up. Just believe me. Now, it's time for the moment we've all been waiting for.
2: So I take off my robe.
3: That's right, the moment we've all been waiting for. I'm going to dump this bucket of ice-cold water on my head. But first, I'll disrobe. And while I disrobe, I hereby nominate Jessica Hing, Solar Hang. You guys are up next. Don't let me down. You have 24 hours, or you'll die. Just kidding. Now, here it comes. I'm going to disrobe. Oh, yes.
2: And it's just me and the undies.
3: Soak it in, ladies. God's beauty at work.
2: And then I dump the cotton balls. This
3: bod's spoken for, I'm afraid. You can looky, but no touchy. Okay ice cold water in three, two, one. oh, oh it's icy cold it's me dumping oh, this so cold.
2: cotton balls on it me it
3: stings and it hurts and it hurts my t- oh, 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 oh.
2: got punched by the kids oh, oh, oh. and they dump the water right there <laughs> then I just broke character because it was so fucking cold. It was ice water, after all. I guess. And that's it. And that's me yelling. There's people. Oh, the kids yelling. Come back. Look at those. Listen to those squeaky little voices. Oh my god. Those little babies. Uh, so yeah, that was the kids punching me in the stomach dumping the water on me, and then, of course, I just broke, I I was going to try to do this character the whole time, but as soon as they dumped that fucking ice water on me, (laughs) that was it,
3: that was it for me, I was
2: completely out of character, and then I, then I ran down out of the tee box, and I ran down on, you know, towards the fairway, I was just, I was going to disappear into the woods, but there was this little nature trail in the woods, for like, people, you know, it's a residential area on a golf course, like, you know, every fucking neighborhood down there. Um, and as I'm running towards the woods, there, that was the only, the only signs of life that I saw while I did this whole video. Not a single golfer, not a single golf cart came by. Nothing. I mean, we weren't out there for that long, but still... Usually every you know every five, ten, fifteen minutes on a slow day, maybe every thirty minutes you get somebody. There was just no activity. Um, and then I ran towards the woods and then that's when I saw two people out for a nice little a little nature walk in the woods next to the golf course, <laughs> and they saw this this giant fat man in ladies' underwear sprinting towards them, screaming like fucking curly from the three stooges. Woo oh, man and then I turned that's when I I stopped in my tracks and turned around and ran the other way and you know there's people there's people so yeah that was my that was a that was the ice bucket challenge video I thought I thought it would be nice to play the audio I, many who are listening to this have seen that video but some of you have not and may never <laughs> it may be sometime before that is uh taken out of the old Disney vault. So to speak. (laughs) But, you know, it was on YouTube. It was available for a few years, and then I I locked it down. I'll unlock it eventually, but for now I thought I would at least play the audio. Oh, man. Yeah. Made pretty good money on those squirrel fucker videos. Those were some weird times. All right. going to take a quick break for myself and uh, then come back. And uh, yeah, talk about a couple other things right here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Stick around.
0: Oh yeah. Do do
2: do 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 What do you talk what do you want to talk about? Oh wait. A minute. Talk about this song for a second. Oh yeah, this is nice. Oh yeah, this is a little band called Poolside with Around the Sun here on the Birthday Boy Podcast. All right. Having listened to this song all of two times before this, I'm not bad at hitting the post. Uh, it says here on my list of things to do it says here to do sounding board theater well okay uh, let's see what do I have let me look and see sounding board theater what is this yeah see fucking. this stuff t- gets it, it. stuff's gone it's gone Okay, I've got one from... Wow, January 4th was a big day. You got OJ and the Bills doing their thing. Sounding Board Theater. S- somebody posted the headline from the Nashua Telegraph. Uh, which, by the way, as you can imagine... As you can imagine, uh, That's the local newspaper here in Nob. I mean, Nashua, New Hampshire and uh, it's it's more like a local pamphlet and it's a garbage paper it's just filled you know I think they have like three it's like right out of uh, you know like any comedy any sitcom from the 90s or a movie where you know they go to the small town and the guy is like you know he's he owns the hotel and he's the mayor of the town and he runs the newspaper and he's also like the principal of the school (laughs) And the crossing guard and like all this, sh- all this nonsense. That's kind of what the Nashua Telegraph is. I think there's just one person who runs. You know, he does the sports. If you read the sports section, which is you know, it's like a napkin, and uh, it's the same guy. There's like four articles, and they're all written by the same guy. It's a it's a garbage paper. But yeah, just rampant grammar and spelling mistakes. Uh, so somebody they published an opinion piece about smoke alarms. Uh, Being able to save lives. But it says, smoke alarms can save lives. (laughs) S-A-F-E. Whoops. And somebody posted on the sounding board, they simply said, they posted a picture of that headline and said, seriously? And now that I'm reading through the comments, there's nothing funny. That was it. Let's skip to this one. (laughs) Sorry, I wasted your time. All that buildup. Smoke detectors can save lives. That's uh, I, I read the comments. I just read them now. I just paused. I did a little editing there. I was gone for five minutes reading the comments to see what was funny. There's nothing good. But here's one. Let's go back to January 1st. This isn't the sounding board. There's a Nashua. Nashua, every five minutes, there's a new Facebook thing for Nashua. Uh, there's the sounding board. There's Nostalgic Nashua. There's Nashua Past, Present, and Future. There's... There's a Nashua snow sounding board. There's an—I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, so now there's one called. Does anyone know what is going on in Nashua right now at blank, blank, blank question mark? So that's where instead of going to the sounding board and saying, "Hey, I heard, I heard sirens off exit three. Anybody know what that is?" You can now go to this separate page. It's kind of like how like cable used to be like, "Hey, where are you going to watch TV on cable? Great." And then like one thing like cable was like okay. But now it's like, ooh, man, Netflix is making some pretty good shows. Oh, Cool, I'll just, uh, yeah. Oh, and Hulu, okay, we've got, like, some options now. I can can leave cable and get other, like, programming. And now it's like NBC has theirs you can pay for and CBS and HBO and everybody else has, like, all their Disney and everybody has their streaming things. And it's kind of what's happened. Like, the Nashua Sounding Board was, like, the one-stop shop to just go and bitch about everything in Nashua and see all the assholes but they've since branched off into 27 other things. So it's a a lot for me to keep track of, again, on top of the full-time job and this, that, and the other thing, being a parent, being a, you know, I don't know, upstanding young citizen. (laughs) Okay, all right, I'm a parent. Let's just end it at that. Uh, So somebody wrote, this was on January 1st, this was on, uh, you know, New Year's Day. Does anyone know Tara Michaud wrote... Does anyone know what happened at Martha's? Martha's is a really shitty restaurant on Main Street. It's nice because you can go there in the summer, dine a little al fresco, and you can eat outside, have a nice little sandwich or a burger or some pasta, eat outside and look at Main Street and you know, there's not much to look at, but it's a nice little Main Street. And uh, it's really shitty food, but it's a nice it's a nice way to sit and eat downtown. Of course, you can go across the street to MT's and really have a nice meal in a nicer area to sit. Uh, you know, that would be my recommendation. Or you can go down the, to like Surf, San Francisco Kitchen, all these. Anyway, or you can go to shitty Martha's and get crappy food and beer. And that's where people just go to get hammered. Uh, so does anyone know what happened at Martha's on or on Main Street last night? Lots of police and Main Street closed. Open now, but it was closed for a bit. So a lot of people are like, oh, there was, you know, there's a fight, there was a brawl, there was this New Year's Eve shenanigans. Uh, shenanigans should be saved for St. Patrick's Day. I agree, and usually shenanigans don't close Main Street. If it were tomfoolery, I could understand, says Tara Michaud, but shenanigans, that's a whole different level. So it's cute, it's funny, uh, and all this stuff. Oh, well, then, you get this guy, Joey, Joey Colasanti. He says, uh, Oh, and I'm going to be very stereotypical, so just cool your jets. Main Street was never closed, and the situation had nothing to do with Martha's. Every time there's an issue on Main, Martha's somehow gets their name brought into it. And somebody said, well, it came through on the scanner in Southern New Hampshire emergency alerts. That's the police telling each other where the issue is. Where the area is, it's different than what was posted. People just believe everything they hear and see on social media, and it gets changed around a hundred times. Uh-oh, here comes old Scott Johnston. Joey Colisante. that's because Martha's has trouble with drunken scumbags every weekend. I honestly think that place should be shut down. You see people
1: drinking beer on the sidewalk and in the back parking lot, even when there are
2: cops standing out in front. I know this. Why? Because I live directly behind Martha's. Everyone has their opinions. If that's yours, then you never have to go there. Martha's has professional security that works together with law enforcement to handle issues that come about. You're going to have people that can't handle their drinks everywhere. That's not the fault of the business. Again, nine out of ten stories posted and told are the farthest from the truth. If you're not there, don't worry about it. Mind your business and keep your mouth shut. Most were taught that growing up. (laughs) Scott responds,
1: Martha's security is useless. Places like this are everyone's business, especially if you live next door. I didn't give you my opinion, I gave you the facts of what happens at Martha's on the weekends. We always end up with broken bottles in front of our house in the back parking
2: lot because of that place. And that is a fact. You are useless and probably shouldn't live on
0: Main Street, says Joey. Before you try to bash someone's business and someone's livelihood, make sure you have all the facts and where everything comes from. Or continue to sit your useless self up in your place and help spread
2: false rumors.
0: Have a great day.
2: (laughs) And then somebody wrote... uh... Martha's is a shithole. That's correct. The beer they brew is trash. I'm sure that's correct. If it's anything like their food, and most of the people are insanely overserved. Heather Marie writes to Scott Johnson uh, that this Joey character is security at Martha's, which would uh, that would fit. And perhaps Scott knew this, which is why he was poking the bear, saying that the security at Martha's sucks. <laughs> I'm not trying to bash anyone's business in the least bit, simply giving you the facts of what happens at this place every goddamn weekend. And then he responds to the person informing that uh, this guy is security. No wonder he's trying to defend that awful place. Look, Scott Johnston's like a professional troll. There's no way he posted comments about the security at Martha's being terrible without already knowing that this uh, Joey Colasante is uh, Colasanti is uh, security at, at Martha's. Uh, di- you now here's Joey. They're not facts. Do you even stop to think that not all issues stem from the bar? All issues last night. Police presence, p r e s e n t s. So maybe they had police presence, like a little. It was a week after Christmas. They were giving them their police presents. <laughs> come to Martyrs, get your police presence. nicely wrapped with the bow and a ribbon uh, all issues last night had absolutely nothing to do with Martyrs. not a person that left was in
0: or had anything to do with the bar but because Martha's name was brought up on his scanner
2: to provide a location of the issue we now have this which starts a whole bunch of negative and false news that's all Scott Johnston Joey Colasanti, sometimes the facts can be negative. You just have to face that. I am definitely not being negative for the sake of being negative. I know what I see coming out of that place on Friday and Saturday nights. Like I said, I live right behind it, so it's in my face every weekend. You don't see drunken disorderly people coming out of Fratellos which is the Italian joint directly across the street from Martha's, uh, which does also have, you know, has nice outdoor seating a little bit, not as much as Martha's. Uh, supposedly has good Italian food. I haven't gone because Italian food that I've had in Nashua so far has been total garbage. Uh, and I'm afraid to go waste another dime on another Italian place. Anyway... Uh, there is a Nashua Alerts page, and there's it's just one, run by one person who basically she'll listen to the things on on police scanners and then just put it on the Facebook thing. Nashua Alerts Emergency, whatever the fuck it's called. Uh, Meg Doucette is her name, and she joined the conversation. Uh, yeah, because Joey said... Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, Meg Doucette. Joey... I run the Southern New Hampshire Emergency Alerts page, and yes, I was listening to the scanner last night, early this morning. There was a brawl at Martha's, and multiple units were called in for assistance. Some parked in the front, most parked in the back lot. So yes, the people who are saying it happened at Martha's are correct. There were no injuries, just a lot of drunk people having a good time, and then it got out of hand. Joey responds, Regardless of what was said, there was no brawl at Martha's. Two cruisers, one drunk male in front of the bank. Unless you personally are there, you shouldn't post what you, quote, hear. <laughs> uh, Meg, from the alerts page, responds, Funny, I've been posting what I hear on the scanners for six and a half years and i have only gotten a handful of complaints from know-it-alls. I think I'll stick to my platform. You do you. Happy 2020. Joey, uh... <laughs> no complaints, just that what you posted was False. NPD, Nashua PD have real public records for anyone who would like. And I think it it pretty much. Yeah, I guess it just kind of fizzles out from there. There's there's not much much after that. But I uh, yeah I enjoyed the banter. Anytime Scott Johnson, I mean he's an all star. He is the champion of the sounding board, because he's he's an endless troll, and uh, he gets people riled up more than just about anybody. And uh, it's it's great. It's great for the sounding board theater. So keep it up, Scott Johnston. There's so many. There's so many shitty fucking shitheads in Nashua, and they're all on the sounding board. So just keep keep doing it, uh, Nashua. Keep keep being you. Keep being idiots and uh, giving me material to bring here to the Birthday Boy Podcast, podcast and sounding board theater. Okay, we're gonna wrap it up pretty soon. But I've got one more thing to talk about. Uh so stick around uh because in about 5 seconds I'll be back with more Birthday Boy podcast.
3: Oh yeah.
2: Welcome back to the podcast. Uh the 49ers Caroline Rose feel the way I feel or something like that I love this video because this girl the the premise of the video there's an, actually a story which I like uh, she starts out she's on the phone with her agent she's in Hollywood and she's like hey I'm here for the audition I'm here and he's like, I'm in Hollywood where should I go for the audition and he's like where? she's like Hollywood California and then she goes what the audition's in Hollywood Florida so the video is her dancing from California, through the desert, through like New Orleans, and then down to, to Miami, and, and, and then just north to Hollywood. Hollywood, Florida is like Fort Lauderdale. Is it between Fort Lauderdale and Miami? I think it is. I think it's just south of Fort Lauderdale, it's like right between the two. There's a Dave & Buster's right off 95. Anyway, or at least there was. In 2012, the last time I lived in stupid Florida. I'm just kidding, I love Florida. Who doesn't love Florida? I loved it so much that I lived there for two years and left and never went back. Um, <laughs> uh, Florida's awesome, just not in, just not as a 365-day-a-year place, man. You know the snowbird thing. I, I could, I could, I could see that, you know. I head down there right around this time, like, you know, right after the holidays, get down and get some of that nice weather, because it doesn't get super hot. It could get downright cold, which is nice, too. (sighs) January, February, March is awesome. My buddy Jay, hopefully Jay still listens to the podcast, I don't know. I hope he's still listening, Jay. uh, I don't know what I was going to say. Oh, Jay, he used to say that uh, his favorite month was March and I I tend to agree with that I love January and February because you do get some cold in there Uh, but March is nice it's March was almost like late May through like mid-June in the Northeast where you could it gets still cool at night it's not super humid you can still breathe you can tell the hot stuff is right around the corner you might get little glimpses and glimmers of the really oppressive heat here and there but nothing too crazy it's really nice. There's a reason why they, all the PGA golf tournaments take place in Florida in the month of March. Every every Florida-based PGA tournament is in March. California, uh, they're January and February. Texas, I think. Hawaii is the beginning of January. That all makes sense. And then Florida gets March, which makes perfect sense. Then Augusta, Georgia gets April. It's nice in April. Anyway... I don't know what that has to do with anything. Oh yeah, this video. So she dances her way from California to Florida for the audition, and then uh, she shows up in like a. uh, She's in a you know she shows up for the audition in Hollywood, Florida. And and the reason I love this video, this Caroline Caroline Rose, uh, is because she's dancing the whole time, and she's got this bright red kind of suit on, this pants suit, and she's got like. They're not beats, but she's got the big headphones on the whole way. And her dancing is almost identical to my oldest daughter when she's doing like goofy dancing and her her legs and her limbs are just flailing all over the place. <laughs> and this this video, I was just I couldn't believe it. I'm like, oh my god, that's Cam. That's she's dancing the same way that Cam does, and she just yeah, it's it's uncanny. Anyways, so I like the song, I like the video. Showed it to Cam, showed it to the kids. They love it too. So, okay, uh, what do I want to talk about? Florida? No, I talked about Florida. Dancing from California to Florida. Maybe I'll try that one day. Anyways, uh, I wanted to talk, before we close it up here, uh, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. uh, Oh, Oscar nominations 2020. I don't know. Why not? Let's talk about it. I'm always interested in this stuff. The Oscars are a humongous waste of time, but it's always fun to see, you know, it's always fun to see something where, you know, you have winners and losers. That's why we watch sports. That's why sports are so popular. There's a winner, there's a loser. You watch these awards shows, and there's winners and losers. Uh, so I thought, why not talk a little bit about some of these Oscars and make my, maybe I'll even make my early predictions right now. How, how do you like that? I mean, oh, yeah, Hollywood. Let's turn this up a little bit. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, so the Oscars are coming up. When? February 9. February 9th. On ABC. And you know, football—you have to go week to week. I can't—I can't predict the Super Bowl because uh, even though it looks, uh, 49ers are up like 26 to nothing against the Packers. Holy shit! Uh, I think it's safe to say it'll be Chiefs 49ers in the Super Bowl, but who knows? Uh, but the Oscars—they've—they've announced. You know, we don't have to wait until next week to see who wins the playoffs to get to the Oscars. We can—we uh, can make these predictions right now. So let's uh, let's talk about it a little bit. And I have no. Uh, this isn't like a big, you know, bit that I've planned out or anything like that. I'm not. I'm not gonna play music and scenes and lines from, from all these movies. That's fucking crazy. Uh, I'm just gonna go through some of these, uh, o- only a few categories. Uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna go through like best editing uh, in an Iranian documentary about fish. I'm gonna just do you know the big ones, and then be done with it. So, let's start out here. I'm on the Oscars website. I'm on the Oscars website. The 92nd Oscar Academy Awards. The Oscar Awards. Sunday, February 9th, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, only on ABC. So, here we've got lead actor. Let's start with this. I don't know. Why not? Performance by an actor. Hold on. Performance by an actor in a lead role in a leading role nominees, Antonio Banderas in *Pain and Glory*. Not a fucking chance. Nobody's seen that. Nobody knows what it is. Nobody cares. Not a chance. No way. By the way, I'm gonna. I better write down who I pick here. I'm gonna write down my picks just like with uh, football. Actor, you've got Leo DiCaprio *Once Upon a Time in Hollywood*. I, absolutely, he's he's fabulous. Adam Driver and *Marriage Story*. Haven't seen it. I know it's on Netflix. It's... There's a 0.0001% chance I'll watch it, but maybe just so I know. Just so I know what the fucking fuss is all about. It just seems depressing. Joaquin Phoenix and The Joker. Jonathan Price and The Two Popes. Never. I mean... He's good. I like him in everything that he's in. That Jonathan Price. Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm sure he's fine as a de Pope, but uh to me it's it's leo and joaquin which is why you know what i'm gonna do two two columns predictions and then who i want to win uh who do i want to win i don't care if it's leo dicaprio if it's joaquin phoenix that's really good i would be happy with either of those a lot of people shit on the Joker. I didn't think I was going to like the Joker. I thought I was going to be just, like, kind of bummed out and depressed and not enjoy it. Uh, that was that was much of the movie I felt that way. Like, this is just, you know, I, I don't feel like I'm watching a DC villain. <laughs> but then it just it just kind of keeps ramping up, and then it doesn't stop. The, the locomotive is just completely off the rails in a good way, and the freight train, the runaway freight train, just keeps barreling through the end of the movie, and I, I loved it. Uh, Leo DiCaprio is so good, and he's good in everything. There's nothing he can't do. And by the way, you know when everybody... You know how people sometimes, you know, when they say, when they reference a good-looking person, you know, like, oh, he's no... You know, they say, like, George Clooney, or he's no Brad Pitt, but, you know, he's Nashua (laughs) good-looking. Something like that. Uh... Leo DiCaprio gets left out, and maybe, I think that's just the curse of having too many syllables. Leonardo DiCaprio, even Leo DiCaprio. Brad Pitt, two syllables. George Clooney, what's that? <laughs> 3 syllables. It's easy to say, you know what I mean? So like, he's no Leonardo DiCaprio. Nobody's gonna say him, but he's by far, when you're talking about looks, you know, that's, that's the guy, that's, that is the gold standard. He's the gold standard in everything. He's everything I'm not. He's everything I wish I could be. Um, so I would be thrilled if Leo won, because he's great in that movie. He's great in everything. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is great. Uh, but I. So who I want, I'm going to put Leo slash Phoenix. Who do I predict will win? I think it's going to be a shocker. I think it's going to be Adam Driver. Yeah, I know. I don't know why. I just feel like he probably, I I know how Adam Driver acts, I've seen all, I've seen every episode of Girls, (laughs) I've seen all the Star Wars movies with him in it, he's really, really good, he's good in everything, he was a highlight of of watching the show Girls, and, uh, you know, a lot of those girls were pretty fucking insufferable, Uh, but the writing and the acting from a lot of the other players was really good, and, you know, just, we kept going, Uh, and Adam Driver was a big piece of that, so I think he's going to win. Uh, I haven't seen Marriage Story, but I can imagine what he's like in it, and I'm sure he'll win. Performance by an actor in a supporting role. Tom Hanks, Beautiful Day in a Neighborhood, In the Neighborhood, Anthony Hopkins in The Two of Popes, Al Pacino in The Irishman, Joe Pesci in The Irishman, Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's, like, impossible. I'm sure Anthony... I mean, are you kidding me? I personally... A lot of people really love Joe Pesci in The Irishman. I liked him a lot. I I there was something about just the kind of you know he was so subdued, just his calm demeanor, but he's, you know, this big, you know, this Russell Buffalino mafia boss guy, but he's uh, you know, he's not he's not like the Joe Pesci, you know, from the 90s. You know, he's not like Goodfellas, yeah, hey, my funny, I'm you, I'm you. You know, he's not Home Alone Pesci. What the fuck? This is loud. Hold on. Jeez. Jeez, Louise. I I feel like I'm being played off in my acceptance speech. <laughs> Holy Christ. All right, all right, all right. And I just like to thank my. Uh, I just like to thank my agent. Oh, uh, and I just want. I just want to say, the climate change is. Blah, blah,
0: blah, blah.
2: Anyway. Um. Oh, that's loud still. I think I'm going to... I just got to, like, cool it with all this music. We'll, we'll let this play through the end, I guess. Uh, anyway, where was I? What was I saying? I, I don't know, man. I, I, I have not yet been able to see Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, really want to, just haven't gotten to. We'll probably see it on when it comes out on video, I think, pretty soon in a couple weeks. Tom Hanks, he'll probably win for that. I don't know why. I just... Um, I, I personally, I think Al Pacino was, I mean, that's, that was, that was who I enjoyed watching the most in that, uh, in that Irishman as, uh, as Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, well,
0: just, just let me say, I eat my ice cream.
2: <laughs> that's not even, that's like the least famous, least quotable line from that movie, but it was my favorite because, uh, he was eating ice cream. Uh, Anyway, so who do I want to win? All of them. I don't care. Brad Pitt was was great in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I I don't know. Who do I want to win? Any of those guys. They're all winners. Uh, Who do I think? I could see Joe Pesci winning because he doesn't do a lot of this stuff. Uh, He just he's you know, he's done like one movie in the last like 15 years just little things here and there but he really hasn't done much honestly since like the late 90s and uh, I would I would say there's probably a good chance he doesn't ever do anything again I think you know they brought him out of retirement to get with De Niro and Pacino and be in this big movie and it was it was good and I think he'll be done so I think he'll get it that's my prediction Pesci
0: Joe Pesci
2: Uh, performance by an actress in a leading role and the nominees are Cynthia Ervi Erivo in Harriet. Is that about? That's not about Harriet Winslow, is it? Yeah, I'd like to see that. Maybe like a Family Matters origin story. Scarlett Johansson in Marriage Story. Uh, Saoirse Ronan in Little Women. Charlies Theron in Bombshell. Renee Zellweger in Judy. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have not seen any of these. I am curious to see Judy, uh, Bombshell. I feel like I just saw the the thing on uh, you know the with Russell Crowe. Like, why do I want to see this again? Uh, Little Women. I want to see for the Massachusetts scenery. I'm sure she's very good. Marriage Story. You know, Harriet. I, I'm not gonna. I'm probably not gonna see any of these movies. Um, that's nice. The kids. The kids wait for me to do a podcast, and then they get really loud after a whole day of silence. Uh, anyway, uh, so I don't know who do I want to win. I honestly don't care. Um, I think Scarlett Johansson will win. I feel like uh, they're just they're just really loud. Uh, I feel like Johansson. I feel like there's something about this marriage story. Like where did this thing come from? And everybody's talking about how good she is in this thing. Uh, so I don't know. I can I can see that. I can see something, something very strange, something very interesting happening here, because Scarlett Johansson is not only up for lead actress, she's also up for supporting actress in Jojo Rabbit, uh, which is that's one that uh, I may actually watch tonight. Um, that's one we've been wanting to see since it was in the theater. Uh, but you got uh, anyway. So what did I say? Who do I want to win? Uh, a lead actress? I don't care. I, I guess I don't know. I don't care. I, I don't know. Like, I really... I guess I, I'll go with I would like to see... <laughs> I don't know. Charlie's Theron. Who cares? Renee Zellweger. I, I don't know. Renee or Charlie's Who gives a shit? I think Scarlett Johansson's going to win that one. And then I think this is going to be interesting that she wins in Jojo Rabbit because they're saying... Uh, boy, those fuckers are loud out there. Uh, so this is the bonus stuff you wouldn't get if I was like a professional in a in a studio or something. Uh, supporting actress, Charlotte Scarlett Johansson is up for that, and Jojo Rabbit, Laura Dern is up for Marriage Story, Kathy Bates in Richard Jewell, uh, Florence Pugh, Pugh in Little Women, and Margot Robbie in Bombshell. I don't really care. Um, I guess I would want I want Kathy Bates to win Because I love Kathy Bates She's great in everything So that's who I want Who do I think? I think Scar Joe I think they will wanna, uh, That would be an interesting Little dumb story To have her win Both supporting and lead In the same night uh, Which I'm sure has happened I'm not going to look it up I don't care Best animated feature film Boy what a what a dud year For animated feature films how to Train Your Dragon. I'll never quite understand the love for those movies. I've watched the first two, I guess, and everybody was always raving about them, and I thought they were so boring. Just, I just don't care. And they have like the Christmas special. I, it's dumb. I just don't like it. It's so boring. I lost my body. I don't know what that is. Klaus. Uh, I think that's some kind of Santa Claus thing. Don't care. Missing Link was snooze fest of all snooze fests. So, Toy Story Four—that's uh, what I want, and that's what I think will win animated. I just spelled animated wrong as I was writing it down. Achievements in cinematography—you know, we need some—we need more music. I've just realized. Let's hit me with some music to drown out my my damn wiener kids. Ah, there we go. Yes, and the nominees are. Where was I? What was I talking about? So Toy Story, I think Toy Story is going to win, you know. The rest of these are so stinky. Uh, achievements in cinematography. God damn it. Now this music's too loud for me. I can't concentrate. All right. <sighs> the Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh wow i've actually seen all but one of these i can't believe it that's that's rare that's rare that i've usually seen two of the movies in any category by the time these shows roll around uh man cinematography the irishman uh i don't know it was it was a good movie i don't know if i would go with you know the best of cinematography joker really good Uh, lighthouse I'm biased. I just fucking love that movie. Uh, That's Who I Want to Win. 1917, haven't seen it. That, I have a feeling. I just have a feeling. cinema I think 1917 will win, but I want The Lighthouse to win. Achievements in Costume Design. And the nominees are The Irishman. I'm not listing the names of the people. We just don't have that kind of time here on the Birthday Boy podcast. Uh, the Irishman. This music is like awards show music. This sounds more like golf. Like they're flying. Oh, hello, friends. Jim Nance here on the seventh hole at Augusta. The lilacs, the azaleas, the dogwoods in bloom. Welcome into another day of PGA excellence. And the nominees are Tiger Woods for best nine iron wrapped around. A Range Rover. And that's a joke from 2008.
1: Hello, friends. Bill Walton here. <laughs> Coming to you from Augusta. Did I ever tell you about the time I saw the Grateful Dead in Atlanta?
2: <sighs> All right, shut up. Costume design. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I would give it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And, uh, you know what? I think I, th- I really like the I like the Irishman costume design too. Little women, you think that could win? I'm going with Once Upon a Time. That's my pick for costumes. Uh, achievement in directing. The nominees are Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips Joker, Sam Mendes 1917. Tarantino for Once Upon a Time, and Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Ah, dude, I watched Parasite last night. That was really good. (sighs) Directing. I think that Scorsese will get it. I would like to see... I mean, that would be great. Scorsese, Tarantino. Did I like The Irishman better than Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I'm not sure. Did I like the Joker? Directing? Ah, boy, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to... Oh, man. I'm going to go with... yeah. Uh, do I go with Parasite? I really like that. I thought that was really well directed. Uh, I would go with The Lighthouse. Frankly, I would give The Lighthouse... I would give... Uh, how Willem Dafoe or uh, the other guy there from the Twilight movies, uh, Pattinson, how they didn't get nominated for things, I'll never quite understand.
0: Why'd you go and spill your beans?
2: Uh. Anyway, <laughs> best director, yeah, I think Scorsese will win it, and I would be happy if he won it. I don't care. Or Bong Juno. any of them. Any. Uh, I'm going to put down any one. Those are all great directors, and they directed these really nice movies, even though I haven't seen 1917. It's probably very good. Maybe that, that could be the winner, though. Todd Phillips? Eh, whatever. I'm going to go with Scorsese. I think, I think you'll get uh, that marriage story is going to get some some stuff. And I, I, I just feel like that Irishman is going to get stuff because it's like... It really is. like That's the last time you're going to get that, that kind of thing from all of these guys together. You know, a mafia, a mob movie with all of those, like, major, synonymous with these kind of movies guys all in it together at the same time. So, yeah, I think Scorsese will win uh, the director. <sighs> Best Documentary. I don't care. I don't know these movies. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to skip that one. Achievement in Film Editing. Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Parasite. Uh, I think... I think that I want Parasite to win. I think Irish Man will win for editing. Uh, International feature, skip, 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 scroll, scroll, scroll. Parasite's going to win that. Let me just put that down as my pick. Parasite. Parasite. That's who I want. That's who we'll get. Achievement in makeup and hair styling. Uh bombshell, Joker, Judy, Maleficent. Jesus, 1917. Makeup and hairstyling. Um I'm gonna go with uh I think Judy. I think Judy's gonna get it. Oh bombshell might get it though. Yeah. I would like to see Judy. Uh, I think bombshell. Isn't this really exciting? Okay. Achievement in music, original score. You've got some. You've got some of the big names here. You've got the John Williams, the Thomas Newman's, uh, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, 1970 John Williams, 1917, Thomas Newman. I'm sure that's great. Marriage Story, Randy Newman, Little Women, Alexandre Desplat. I think he did one of the. Uh, I think he did some of the Harry Potter movies. He do like five through seven. I feel like that's the guy who did those. Those were he was good. Joker. That's really good. <sighs> I would like for John Williams to win, to win the music. Um, but I gotta tell you, yeah, I'm gonna pick John Williams. I'm picking him, and I'm I'm want I'm liking him, and I'm picking him. Achievement in music, original song. I can't let you throw yourself away from Toy Story Four. Uh, Randy Newman.
1: Some folks are
2: smarter than I am, maybe we'll get a bit stronger
1: too. You got me, and we got you.
2: You got a friend in me. Hey, that's spot on. I'm gonna love me again, Rocket Man. I'm standing with you from Breakthrough into the Unknown Frozen 2 Stand Up Harriet. Uh, I don't know. Into the Unknown, I think that's gonna win. Frozen for music, original, song, Frozen 2, uh, and I don't care who wins. Uh, I don't know. I guess I, I don't care. I don't know. Don't care. I'm putting down in my, well, who do I want to win? I'm putting don't care. Best motion picture of the year. I think, is this the last one? Production design nominees, animated short, live action. Yeah, I'm not going to do all that stuff. Sound editing and mixing, screenplay. Well... Oh. God damn it. A lot of nominations. Okay, let's do... Oh, shit. Where did I go? Uh, okay, Best Motion Picture of the Year. Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo, Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. The Best Motion Picture of the Year. Which one is it? Of all of those, they're all really good. Hmm. Uh, of, of those movies... And this could change. I'm, I'm gonna maybe see Jojo Rabbit later this evening. Um, we'll see. Maybe I'll rent it. Uh, oh, Kirby Enthusiasm's on tonight too. I'm gonna go with uh, I want the Irishman or oh, Jesus. I don't care. I, I'm just gonna pick the Irishman uh, for best motion picture. Uh, if Irishman wins, if Ford Ferrari, if any of those things win, that's that's pretty cool. Production design. Uh, I don't care. I, I don't care who wins. They're all good. Jojo, Irishman, 1917. I'm going to go with 1917. Production. Design. Animated short. Don't know. Best live action short. I don't know those. Sound editing. you got Ford, Ferrari, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time, in Hollywood Star. I'm going to go with Once Upon a Time as my pick, and my uh, wants to win. Sound editing. Sound mixing! Add Astra, Ford, Ferrari, Joker, 1917. I'm gonna go with, I'm picking 1917, having not even seen it, uh, and I don't, uh, that's great, I don't care. For sound mixing. I'm going with 1917. Achievement and visual effects, Avengers, Endgame, The Irishman, no. Lion King, no. 1917. I I want the Rise of Skywalker to win, and I think it will win. Star Wars for visual effects. Ah, adapted screenplay, the Irishman, JoJo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, the Two Popes. Uh you know what? I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with the two popes. I don't know why. I feel like they're gonna win something, right? But, uh, you know what? But I want the Irishman to win. Original screenplay nominees. This is the final one. Then we can finally be done with this. Knives Out, written by Rian Johnson. Marriage Story, Noah Baumbach. 1917, Sam Mendes and Christy wilson Carnes. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino. Parasite, Parasite Bong Jun ho Han Jin-Wan. Bong Ju ho Story By. How is Fred Durst not on here? I see all these nominees, I don't see Fred Durst. Hello, The Fanatic, Fred Durst. Best Director, Screenplay, Original Story, Adaptation. Fred Durst, Adaptation from a Fred Durst, Original. You guys are crazy, man. Anyway, uh, Original Screenplay. I haven't. I, Knives Out is another one I haven't seen. We didn't get a chance to see that one. I'm going to tell you, I think Marriage Story gets that one. I don't know why, I just, I feel like for some fucking reason, cause that's always what happens is the shit that you are like that's not gonna win, who cares about that movie, and then it wins Marriage Story uh, it would be nice if Parasite <laughs> or Once Upon a Time or Knives Out because I'm sure it's great, because I've wanted to see that since I first saw the trailer for that, when I took the kids to see that alligator movie, and they had a Preview, whatever whenever the hell the first trailer was. Uh, they're all good. I don't want Marriage Story to win, but I'm sure that's probably what will uh, screenplay. Right? Yeah. Original screenplay. Uh, I think Marriage Story is just going to come out of there and win it. Adapted screenplay, like I said, is going to be the two popes. I want the Irishman. Okay. So I guess that's that's it. most part kept it within an hour and a half. That's the goal. Hour and a half. That's enough. My My family was probably right. Just 3 hours is a bit excessive. Sometimes there's just so much to talk about, man. Anyway. But since since the beginning, my goal has been like 45 minutes to an hour. I don't think I've come close to that at any point. Unless it's, like, one of those, like, hey, I'm dropping in for some NFL predictions kind of podcasts. Anyways, I've talked about everything. That's it. Those are my only topics. Oscars, Ice Bucket Challenge, Sounding Board Theater, OJ. So I'm going to try to keep it, like, four topics, five at the most. don't need to do all these. Sometimes I have, like, 14 topics. Of course it's going to be a three-hour podcast with all those topics. Anyway, uh, this is Agimal. how could you disappear, official video, yeah, it's good stuff. Anyway, time to, I think it's time to say goodbye, though. Let me, uh, I think that's it. So listen. Uh, I'm gonna do a cliff call after this, but I don't have any idea what it is, because I'm gonna do the cliff call right here where I'm sitting. Not to pull the curtain back too much, but these aren't actual people. Yes, that's the big, the big reveal. This is me. It's been me all along as these cliff family members. Sorry to, sorry to drop that on you. Hopefully we're sitting down for that news. Uh, but I'm gonna try to do a Dr. Dr. Duxtable. I think he's gonna call Cliffy. I'm just riffing here. I think maybe he's gonna open up a juice, but you know what? Let's just find out, okay? What do I want to tell you? I want to tell you that you have to keep uh, listening, and I thank you for listening. That's I guess that's what I that's what I want to tell you. Uh, keep listening to the old to the old Birthday Boy podcast, and please please email me birthdayboypodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, let's see here. The, uh, yeah, December 16th, that was the last email that I got, other than, uh, your order has shipped from GameStop, because I had to listen, I had to list a, a different email for some reason, uh, so yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> oh, ah, speaking of video games, what the fuck, so I've been, I've been bitching about Smash Brothers for the, uh, for the Nintendo Switch for the last year, uh, the kids, Santa Claus brought that for the kids last Christmas when it, right after it came out. Uh, I remember spending a great deal of time on our Christmas vacation playing smash brothers, uh, down in North Carolina and back up here in New Hampshire. Just, just all I wanted to do was, you know, they start you out with like eight guys and you've got to unlock like 5,000 characters. And to me, it's like, dude, I just, or excuse me, Santa Claus just made this game in the, in the toy shop and the workshop with the elves and now we only have like eight characters to play, and we have to unlock the rest of them. For me, look, I'm gonna be forty in a few months. The birthday boy on his next birthday is going to be forty, and I don't have a lot of fucking time to sit around like I like the old days, like unlocking characters in games. I also don't really want to do that. I haven't. I, I don't. I don't appreciate the challenge. Uh, I don't feel rewarded when I unlock somebody, when I beat a character and then I get them unlocked and I get to use them. You know when I feel rewarded is when I pay $60 for a game and then they say, Hey, asshole, pay $20 more and you can unlock all of this shit. Just give us 20 bucks, and we'll give you all the stuff in this game that you've already paid for. I'm a fucking sucker. I'm happy to do that. I'm more happy to part with $20 than to part with hours and hours of my time that I'd rather just have everybody... Unlocked in a video game and ready to go these WWE 2K games. Sometimes they really suck as video games But you can pay 20 bucks and every unlock you can either Spend the time going through the game and unlocking going playing plainly little different wrestling matches and unlocking all these characters or you say you know what on day one? Why don't you give us $20 and uh, we'll just give you all these characters? Great take my money. I don't care. I I value time in my old age over money and you can have 20 more dollars for me, that is worth it to not ever have to go through sitting there, just trying to unlock these guys, losing these matches hours and hours that I don't want to be doing this shit at smash brothers has been lots of hours going through trying to unlock these fuckers. And then the thing is when you lose, you you play a, a match in smash brothers and then you lose. And then, uh, you don't, you don't unlock the guy. And this whole time I'm thinking, well, that sucks. You know, I I had a battle against Sonic the Hedgehog a year ago, and he beat me. And then I said, well, great, now how am I going to get Sonic the Hedgehog back? Well, since I don't know shit, I just today found out, and we had, had, you know, the kids and I collectively had unlocked, you know, a good portion of those characters, 50-some-odd characters had been unlocked over the course of between Christmas Day 2018 and today. And this morning, I'm playing the Smash Brothers because I'm just like I just want these. I want Sonic the Hedgehog and I want stupid Cloud from Final. Fin- I want these characters unlocked. And uh, for the last since Christmas Day, I've been on YouTube and I've been on the internet looking at like what's the easiest, fastest way to just unlock these guys without having to go through all these matches and all this bullshit. And I'm and now I'm at a point where I'm like I'm playing I'm playing matches. I'm having like seven matches in a row and nobody is showing up for me to unlock. Like what's happening? I can't unlock anybody. I can't do shit. I'm playing the little spirit board, you know, and occasionally I'll find a little statue and I can unlock somebody. Great. But I don't want to, that's, that's so tedious. It's so tedious. I fucking finally, I just today in a little corner somewhere on a thing that I was scrolling through after not playing Smash Brothers Ultimate on the Switch for probably eight or nine months because after Christmas I played it, you know, probably about this time last year, I just stopped playing it because I didn't give a shit. And then I, you know, it's been Red Dead, Red Dead Two, for like a year, and then uh, up until about, I don't know, three, yeah, I think New Year's Day. New Year's Day was when I finally finished Red Dead Two, because I like uh, games that I love. I don't want them to end, so I deliberately go out of my way to make them take as long as possible for me to finish. And so, from October of 2018 until January 1st, 2020, I've been playing Red Dead, spanning two decades. Took me two decades, technically, to to beat Red Dead Two. Uh, so yeah, so I didn't give a shit about playing Smash Brothers, and then I finally we went to that that arcade, this this versus arcade bar in Boston last week. I think I told you on the last podcast, and people were playing Smash Bros, and I'm looking at the menu of of characters on the on the switch in this bar. And I'm like, God damn it, they've got everybody unlocked. I'm like, wow, we should have everybody unlocked. So today I sat down and I'm trying, I'm going through, I'm having all these matches. I'm playing classic mode. It says, hey, if you beat it as Mario, you can unlock Sonic and so forth. And nothing's, I beat it three different times as Mario. And I unlocked jack shit. And I'm like, what's happening? What has happened? Is this game broken? I cannot unlock any more characters. And it turns out there's a little teensy-weensy, tiny little menu On one of the other submenus, beneath another submenu, that you can click on, and it shows every character that you've faced, because you fight these characters, and if you win against this character, you unlock the character. There's a little tiny menu hidden away in a corner somewhere. If you click on it, it gives you all the characters that you could have unlocked, but you lost to them. You can just go back and play them all. What? What the fuck? That should be, like, bright front and center on the main screen. Hey, asshole. Couldn't unlock Sonic the Hedgehog? Why don't you fight him again? Here I am thinking I have to just go through, like, from scratch. So all we did, we pressed the thing. I played, like, a couple of guys, unlocked a couple. Then I had to do some stuff. So I gave the controller to Cam, and she just bang, 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 bang. There were, like, 12 more, fifth, I don't know, 10, 12 more guys. And then we unlocked every single character in the game. Every single character in Smash Brothers unlocked. Here I am for the last year thinking like we're never going to get we're never going to do this because I don't know when we're going to go back and fight them again and unlock have the opportunity to unlock them again and then there it is just on a menu on a stupid screen to unlock them and now we have every character on Super Smash Brothers and I'm I'm just elated. I'm so excited. I uh, probably probably be another year before I play that game again. <laughs> but hey, I'm thrilled. I love the fact that every character is available to me. I would have been more thrilled if uh, 13 months ago I could have just paid $20 to Nintendo because I've given them enough enough money and I'm happy to give them $20 more to have not had to go through any of that and for the last 12 months just had all of them, all of the characters available to me. I have, I mean, other than maybe O.J. Simpson, I don't think anybody has bigger problems than me. The back, you know, with video game characters who unlock... Backlog of movies and TV shows and podcasts that I'm never going to get to. It's it's the it's the thing that keeps me up at night. Nothing else, besides that nonsense, keeps me up at night, stressing and worrying. Okay, all right. Now I'm going to take one final little break for myself, and then I'm really going to get back here and close this thing out as we now go further and further towards two hours. Exactly what I didn't want to happen. All right, more birthday boy podcasts. we're going to wrap things up in just a second. Keep listening. Do, do,
3: do, 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 do,
2: do. <sighs> Alright, now I'm really going to finish this thing up. What do you say to that? Yes, let's do it. I'm just happy it's... Hello. Hello, Mr. Loud Guy this is post animal save or not I'm enjoying this song on one of my new playlists my new Spotify playlist 18 seconds ago in the third quarter 49ers are up 34 to 7 I think I picked I think I uh, my prediction let's see yeah it's not looking good what do they need about 28 points 20 27 points 15 minutes. Not impossible. I mean, Tom Brady could do it. I don't know about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Patrick. Patrick Mahomes can do it. Oh man. Alright. I'm gonna, I'm gonna close up shop. Like I told you, birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com. Could use an email or two. Give me some feedback. Tell me tell me what's going on. What do you like? What don't you like? Uh, share this with your friends. Share this podcast. You know what I mean? Like tell them about it. And if you hate this podcast, like you know how I always say, uh, I would absolutely wish this on my worst enemy if it's something that you really hated, like a bad cold or a horrible day or a car accident or something. If you hate this podcast, then tell your worst enemy about it. Wish this on your worst enemy. If you just if you just despise listening to this podcast, then tell people you hate so that it'll make them miserable. Uh, but please, yeah, share the share the share the love. That's what I that's what I say. Uh, yeah, email birthdayboypodcast at gmail.com with any feedback, comments, etc. Tell your friends and family to listen to the Birthday Boy Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are sold. Uh, subscribe, follow, all that shit. Leave a five-star. If you haven't, I ask you kindly go to iTunes and leave a five-star thing. And even a little uh, a little comment, like, hey, great podcast, asshole. Some bullshit like that. Uh, that's all. Okay, uh, I think I'm done here. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Looks like It looks like it's going to be the Chiefs and the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Uh, that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun either way. Good for Jimmy Garoppolo. So, yeah, there it is. That's today's podcast. Enjoy your three-day weekend if you're on it. It's Sunday night. I'm happy that it's 9 o'clock and I don't have to go to work tomorrow, so that's nice. I would definitely not be sitting here on a Sunday night at 9 o'clock if I did have to go to work tomorrow. Uh, yeah, do all the shit that I told you to do. And remember to live, laugh, love, everybody. Yeah, go out there and live, live, laugh, and love. And, uh, you know, positivity is just the best. It's just so good. Be positive. A positive attitude will get you very far in life. It will change your outlook, and it will change the world around you. (laughs) I can't even say that without cracking up. Uh, And kindness matters. Kindness matters. Oh, touchdown, Green Bay. Uh Uh-oh. Could this be? I got a lot of work to do, but I don't know, man. 20. You know, that's not that bad. That's not that much. They get the point after. 20 points. 20 points in uh, 15 minutes? That's not impossible. Three touchdowns. That's all they need to win this thing. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I'm out of here. Uh, here comes, hopefully, a, a Cliff, a Dr. Duxtable call. We'll see how that goes. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. I hope you come back next time and listen to the podcast. I hope you tell your goddamn friends and family, your kids and your grandkids about the podcast. I don't care what age they are. No age is too young to listen to this podcast. I tell you this, and I mean it. And I thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. You're the best, and, uh, and I love you. I just love you. Okay, that's it. Fuck off. See you next time. Later, gators.
0: Hello, Cliffy. Cliffy, this is Dr. Duxtable, Dr. Heathcliff, Duxtable, Cliffy. Cliffy, this is Dr. Cliff, Cliff. Would you please call me back at your convenience, Cliffy boy? I'd like to talk to you about a new business venture that I am uh, going to undertake. Because, you see, my my son Theo and I are going to open a brand new juice bar. Yes, I'm just about to be released from the prison, and I thought the best thing to do, since my television career is definitely over, would be to open up a new business venture. That's why I'm going to open up the juice bar. Because you see, Cliffy, I want to bring the ladies in for the drinks. Perhaps the fellows can come too, but hopefully not too much. Jazz music. You see, Cliffy, I'm going to offer pudding pops and jello and all kinds of drinks, mixed drinks, and all kinds of delicious refreshments and libations for the pretty ladies, if you know what I mean. And I've decided to name it not after myself because that could cause problems with getting certain ladies in the door. So I thought instead I would name it after the family name. And I've therefore decided to call my new juice bar the Thirsty Womack. After the whole Cliffy family. Do you, you know what I mean? Hey, hey, hey. My sweater is green, do you know what I mean? I like to rhyme. I do it all the time, Cliffy, because I am a doctor. (laughs) Cliffy, I need you to start spreading the word that the Thirsty Walmack will be open for business very soon. And I'd like to bring in as many ladies as possible, if you know what I mean. In particular... I would like to also tell the ladies that I'm holding open casting calls and auditions for the Cosby Mysteries. Hopefully they don't know that the Cosby Mysteries hasn't been on television in 25 years. <laughs> so remember Cliffy, tell all your lady friends about the Thirsty Walmack coming later this year at a time and venue to be determined. And I don't care what they look like as long as they have a pulse, Cliffy boy. Do you know what I mean? Doop, stupidly, You understand what I'm saying, Cliffy? Okay, Cliff, I'm very excited about the Thirsty Womack because you see the girls and the drinks and the jello and everything's going to be there and the Cosby Mysteries and the auditions and it's going to be fun with the sweaters and the jazz music, okay? You see what I mean? Ugh. Okay, Cliffy, gotta go tell your friends about the Thirsty Womack and I'll see you there at the grand opening, Cliffy. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Screamin' up, dealin' up, screamin' about jazz music.